0: This season's gonna end on a double doink.
1: One unbelievable.
0: Fellas, have you started spring cleaning yet? The carpets need cleaning, the drapes need dusting, and your lawn needs mowing. Spring has sprung, and the global leaders in blow the way screaming have the best tools for cleaning aisle five in your pants. Time to clear out your winter bush and join the four million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with code DOINK, D O I N K DOINK. Manscaped has a full package you need for spring cleaning this year. The Performance Package 4.0 is the only tool you need to keep your boys looking and smelling like fresh tulips your partner wants. To start off your spring cleaning, use the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer to get the most precise shave of your on your hedges. To be mentioned, it's waterproof as well. No need to worry about watering your grass with this tool. It's equipped with an LED light so you know it'll be a major asset to your new shower routine. Get 20% off, and free shipping is going doink at manscaped.com. That's 20% off, and free shipping is going doink at We also want to thank BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. Not everyone is someone they can lean on and talk to. That's where BetterHelp comes in. With BetterHelp, you have access to over 20,000 licensed therapists. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. If you ever search for a counselor in your area, you know it can take weeks or even months just to get a phone call back. With BetterHelp, you can start communicating as little as 48 hours. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. They make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. You deserve to prioritize your mental health this year. So you get 10 percent off your first month at betterhelpcom podcast. And thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. Last sponsor today is CoolBet. CoolBet is the most transparent gaming company in the world. CoolBet also provides the best odds in Canada with world-class customer service first-time users, use the plus code Doink, D-O-I-N-K, Doink, for a 100% welcome bonus up to $200 when signing up with CoolBet. That's code Doink, and CoolBet match your first deposit up to $200. Give our friends at Kuba Canada follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at CoolBetCanada. CoolBet, stay cool, and bet responsibly. And welcome back to another episode of Eagles Talk with Deeg. My name is Brendan Deeg. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. It would be greatly appreciated. You can also rate the podcast and review the podcast for everyone to listen to your podcast. It would also be greatly appreciated. I have a very special guest with us, friend of the show, writer for The Athletic, Bo Wolf. is with us. Bo, how are we doing?
1: Doing very well, Brendan. Thanks for having me. I
0: no, appreciate you taking draft the Draft season. It's draft season, man. appreciate you taking the time to come on. Before we kind of jump into the NFL draft, I do want to kind of zoom out a little bit and talk about the Eagles offseason as a whole. Um, Bo, how do you think the Eagles have handled the offseason? Do you think how have done a good job, bad job? Is there anything you wish they would have done, wish they didn't do? Uh, what what do you make of the last couple
1: months in Philly land i think they've had a good offseason and it's kind of funny because they seem to have been sort of defensive about it um you know they they have been sort of putting out the messaging of hey like make sure that you consider that we signed these guys to extensions during the season that should count as part of our free agency so, I mean, sorry, that's not really how it works. They
0: always do that,
1: don't they? They always yeah. like bring up like draft picks or trades. And yeah, it and it's like it. sorry, that's not how it yeah. works. You can't just I agree, you can't yeah. just do that. Uh, like, oh well, we traded up for Carson Wentz, but that led that led to us getting an extra second round pick. Like, yeah. okay, that's doesn't, doesn't that's not out. how it works. You got to evaluate everything uh, on its own merits. Anyway, um, I think they have been uh, prudent to uh, a good degree. Uh, like, I, I think that. Uh, like they they tried and, and failed on on several fronts, right? They they tried to be involved in the Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. They tried to be able to sign Allen Robinson and uh, Christian Kirk and Marcus Williams and, uh, and Jordan Reed. Like, the, but those guys ended up uh, getting bigger deals elsewhere. I think that's fine. Um, I mean, we can we can save Deshaun Watson. Uh, I don't really want to get into that right now because I don't think that that was a smart thing to do, uh, or an ethical thing to do. But uh, that's that's for a separate conversation. Um, but it's this is the case of like uh, listening to what they say versus listening or watching what they do. Like they they say we didn't really need to upgrade a wide receiver. Like what our upgraded wide receiver is going to come from more targets for Devonte Smith and more targets for Dallas Goddard and more targets for Quez Watkins. Well, then why did they try to sign, you know, Allen Robinson and Christian Kirk uh, or trade for Calvin Ridley uh, before he was suspended by the league? Um, I think they have, like, if you look at just what they've done, I think it's been good. Uh, Kaiser white is great value. I, I I'm curious why it was that he was available uh, for such a, a relatively cheap deal and, and like a week into free agency. Hassan Reddick is a really impactful signing. You know, they were 31st in the league in sacks and sack rate last season. They needed to improve the pass rush, and they got the guy who was the most productive pass rusher on the market, um, sack-wise, over the past couple seasons. Uh, I'm curious to see how they're going to use him. Um, he might get some reps at, at that Sam linebacker spot, but I think there's no question that he's being paid $15 million to uh, get after the quarterback the only thing that that um i sort of don't love about their offseason is the the whole fletcher cox saga um yeah. letting him go and then bringing him back for like a really uh above market deal for a, lot of, a lot of money a lot of money for
0: a lot of money for the
1: production that he's put up the last couple of years when they could have signed somebody with similar production for half that money Agreed. Um, yeah. I think that was that was the one curious move of their offseason. But generally speaking, I think it's been good. And obviously, the trade down to get uh, the the future first-round pick from the Saints is probably the biggest thing they did this offseason, setting everything up for next offseason when they can really decide to make a, a decision at quarterback based off what Jalen Hurts does in, in 2022. Let's tail off the last thing you said, the Saints trade. What did you make of that? Do you think it was a good move, bad move? I think it was a good move. I think it was a sensible move. Um, I don't think that it was like crazy value uh, that as some people did. I think it was appropriate value based on uh, some of the other trades in the past because you have to think that they're not not moving down in the first round from that trade based off the ledger. They're moving out entirely. Like they moved all the way down to the third round. So it makes sense that you would get a future first and a – future, future second um, for that. I think, I think it's fine. Um, I think there is uh, like, there are game theory reasons about like why it, it wouldn't be great to have three picks clustered so closely together in the first round, anyway. So I think cap, that makes right. Sense. Like I feel like you signing you're gonna have, I end up picking up what three first year options. I think that would be kind of a pain. Yeah, in the I life. think they I think the cap is maybe overstated because okay. like if you get if you get three good players, three guys worth signing to uh fifth year options, that's a good problem to have, right? That means you hit fair the enough. Picks. Yeah. Yeah, um fair. I think it's more like uh, they're like the whole the whole hope with a draft pick, right? Is that you get somebody who falls to you where there's a big difference in where you have them on the board and where you are like at 15, you're hoping you get somebody at the back end of your top 10. Right. And I think if they're, they're clustered so closely together at, at, uh, 15, 17, 18, whatever it was, 15, 18, 19. Um, that's less likely to happen as, as the, as the the picks keep coming. Right. Um, so I think they would have tried to be trading down from those spots anyway. Uh, I also think that, like, just because they have two picks next year doesn't mean that they're all of a sudden now in the driver's seat to be able to trade up for a quarterback in next I year's agree. draft. There are five teams now yeah. that has multiple picks. Lions, Texans, year. teams that are probably going to need a quarterback as well and probably going right. to be worse, right? Every one of those teams yep. could be in the market to trade up for a quarterback. Um, yep. I still sort of think it's more likely they're going to use those picks if it's for a quarterback that it's a veteran, like somebody comes loose and they make that move. Um, but that's... That's just sort of a, a guess on my part. But I think it I think it all makes sense. I think it makes sense to stagger this stuff. I think it makes sense to give Jalen Hurts one more year. Uh they explored the other quarterback options. I think I think what they did um is very sensible. So you've had some time to kind of sit and ponder the 2021
0: season. Um, has the confidence, I guess, in yourself risen on Jalen Hurts? Do you think like as you've been sitting on the year kind of taking a, a look at it, has has your confidence Have you gained confidence in him, or do you think, like, has have you lost confidence? It felt like, oh, this offense was tailored around him. Like, what is your opinion on him going into next year, and how do you think they kind of run this offense? Because if I'm Eagles, I don't know if you can run the same similar offense and get and kind of in your head, know if Jalen hurts is the future. Right, you're going to have to put him in scenarios where he's going to have to throw the ball, right?
1: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I I think that if you built the offense around Jalen Hurts as a running quarterback like they did in the second half of the season and you are still a top 10 offense, like they were in the second half of the season. Like that's fine. That's fair. Uh, oh, yeah. You don't, you don't need him to be a different type of quarterback if it's not going to lead to you know success. Um, I think the question is, is that type of offense sustainable over the long haul? Yeah. Um,
0: Did someone ask Howie that, by the way, this offseason? Did we get an answer on that? Because I've been really curious what he, he would think. If,
1: he, of that. if it was asked, he sort he, of sidestepped it. I think. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I don't think we got a direct answer on that front. Mm-hmm. My guess is that they probably don't think that that is the case, just given um, everything we know about them and 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 their philosophies. But uh, my opinion on him has not changed much in the sense that I think that he is uh, a starting caliber quarterback. Um, I think that. He has earned another year as the starter. Like absent uh, a better option, which which did not present itself, and I think it's unlikely that he's going to end up being an elite quarterback. I I just um, I think I, I I think that is uh, the chances of that hitting are, are pretty small. Now, what the Eagles say, uh, at least publicly, is that like this is a guy who uh, say what you will about him, but but whatever his ceiling is, he is wired uh and is such a hard worker and is so dedicated that he will hit whatever his ceiling is and that's fine um, but i don't like we don't know what his ceiling is and it's also telling that you know the the things that nick sirianni said that hurts needs to needs to improve on are uh throw like accuracy and reading defenses yeah. um which are like the primary jobs of the quarterback right um so Uh, You know, the line that we've said um, on Birds of Friends is that like Jalen Hurts is is good at everything uh, about being a quarterback except for throwing the ball, uh, which is like, you know, it's like saying uh, you're you're good at wide receiver except you can't catch Um, like that's the primary role of the job. I think I think um, I think it makes total sense to give him another year, see if he does make a leap like I thought I thought he made a real leap from year one to year two. Let's see if he makes another leap from year two to year three. Agreed. I think the ideal scenario was them to give him
0: another year, not kind of rush this thing. Yeah, but I want, I want first half week ten Denver Broncos hurts. That's that's basically what you need. That yeah, was the best fun. he played football, right? Like I still remember watching that half. Like if this, if he can turn into this guy, then they got something here. All right, but why don't we jump into some draft talk here? Uh, what do you, uh, what do you think the biggest need on the Eagles roster is heading into the draft?
1: You know, I think they have done a pretty good job of addressing their biggest short-term needs in free agency, which is what, which is part of why I think they've had a good off-season. Um, signing Kaiser White means that they don't have to reach for a linebacker to pair with T.J. Edwards to start. Um, I think, sh- I think safety is still a pretty pressing short-term need. I mean, right now it's Anthony Harris and Marcus Epps. I think you would certainly like uh, somebody added to that group. And, you know, your second starting cornerback is a pressing need. The Eagles have said that uh, they're sort of excited about their their bunch of young guys that they have. And they went and added a bunch of young guys in the, in season, I think, to sort of prepare for uh, potentially not signing a cornerback this offseason. So you've got guys like Zach McPherson, who was their fourth round pick last year. Tay Gowan, who was part of the Zach Ertz trade. Kerry Vincent, who they sent a sixth round pick for. Uh, Mack McCain, Josiah Scott, all of these guys. My sense is that like uh, they they need another good corner, so I think corner is an option in the first or second round for them. I don't think they need to worry about building up the the depth at that position because of the guys they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, because as I view it, they need not just you know somebody to start opposite Darius Slay. They need somebody to eventually replace Darius Slay as the number one corner because he's going to be thirty one years old um, soon. Yeah. So uh, I think I think those are their most pressing needs. I think wide receiver is still a very pressing. Need I mean, they signed Zach Pascal to sort of clear the bar of competency in their top three. Uh, if it's Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, and Zach Pascal, I think you want to do better there, especially if you want to get a good evaluation of Jalen Hurts. You need to give him the kind of weapons that you would want to see uh, for a starting caliber quarterback. Um, and then, like, long-term, you know, they could use everything. They just need good players all over the place. Like, they need help at defensive tackle long-term. Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave are both entering the final year of contracts uh at defensive end brandon graham uh, could be entering his last season Derek barnett is you know he's re-signed to what is probably a one-year deal uh who knows exactly how hassan reddick figures in there you've got josh sweat but but knowing how they prioritize the position that's a need mm-hmm. uh running back you you want to replace miles sanders after this year probably offensive line uh do you need uh somebody in waiting to take over for lane johnson do you need another interior offensive lineman to add to the group that they have there Um, so I think they're in a good position to sort of take you know best player available quote unquote depending on uh, like who's on the board who presents the most positional value for them I think they're in a good position to not have to force needs which is really what what you want to set yourself up for in the draft
0: yeah needs are free agency draft best player available and I think I agree with you I think they've done a good job I think safety corner wide receiver probably right like maybe in that order um, but uh, I want to talk about the wide receivers here because I- I'm a sucker for, for that's sure. Well, main my, my main focus one, yeah, when I course, watch the draft yeah. is the wide receivers. I, of and, and especially when you're an Eagles fan, right? You just, that's all you have to do because they are always in the market for one considering they can never hit on one besides Devonta Smith shout out him. Um, what do you, uh, I am just getting my rankings in like this morning. I decided on my okay. one, two, three, four, five. I'm curious. Have you gotten yours yet? Have you decided who your favorites are?
1: Uh, I have. Okay. Um, at least at the top. Um, are you ready to break the news on sure. the Double-Toon podcast? Yeah, well, Zach uh, Berman, Shilkepali, and I just posted our like our our rankings for the Eagles' first round options on the yep. Athletic. Like twenty guys, and there are six receivers in there included. Um, so I think there is to me uh, a top two. And uh, it's, it's Jamison Williams and Garrett Wilson. And, yep. I, can, I, and I sort of flip flop on that order. Um, Agreed. Those are my top two as well.
0: I have Jamison Williams, one Garrett Wilson too.
1: Okay. And yeah. you know, like, I don't worry about the ACL with Jamison Williams. I think, I think yep. he'll probably be fine. And if he's not ready until, you know, October or November, that's fine. He, you're, the draft is about getting guys for the long haul. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got more juice than anybody in the class. Um, he is like, he was productive. He's young, I guess. Like, there's, there's a part of me that wonders uh, why he couldn't break through at Ohio State, even though they, you know, the, uh, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave are really good. Um, but I think, I think like Jamison Williams, you add to this offense, I think that opens things up. Hundred percent home run hitter, he, he does it all. I, I, I was very surprised that
0: like his route running too. There was one clip he had like a double move on Twitter that like I think I've watched a thousand times. The like, guy, I, I, think he's bonafide the best receiver in the in the draft class. Garrett Wilson, I like a lot as well. I'm not a huge fan of the frame um, on him, but uh, I guess you can kind of say the th- same thing as well. Wilson, or on Williams, he is, a, he is a little skinnier, but I do feel like he can maybe fill out that body type a little bit more. And I agree that I don't think they – it's a torn ACL January, right? He's 21 years old. These guys can recover from that kind of thing. Um, so do you think there's a big drop-off from Jamison
1: Williams and Garrett Wilson to the other wide receivers? I do. Um, I think that that uh, Wilson and Williams, to me, are, are- – good picks at 15. I would sort of hope that you have a different position at 15, just because the hit rate on wide receivers in the first round is so low. Um, And I think there are, you know, the Eagles have three picks on day three. I think if you had a receiver there, I think that like, if you're, if you're plotting it out, that makes a little bit more sense. Uh, But, but I don't love all the options at 18. I like Traylon Burks to me is number three. And then there's a, there's a drop off for me after that to the other two guys. Uh, like, Burks, I think, at 18 would be fine. Um, I'm not, like, thrilled about it. Uh, I this think is, this is some... a
0: Traylon Burks fan podcast. I'm in love with the guy. You like he's the my guy? third receiver. I like him a lot. I'm, I'm a sucker for that kind of receiver.
1: <laughs> I like him, too. Um, like, would I rather have him in the first round or, like, George Pickens in the second round? I think I'd rather have Pickens and somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I think Traylon Burks is exciting. And he's the kind of guy who, like, I think would – excite Nick Sirianni uh because Sirianni wants to add a little bit more yards after catch to the offense um and I think Burks okay. obviously does that so, yeah no, that's so, I not didn't,
0: I didn't think of it like that I didn't think he would be a Sirianni type of guy but that does make some sort of sense um are there any late round receivers that you've watched that you like
1: um so I like Pickens in the second round uh doing the work on the on the late round receivers is like my project for the next the next day <laughs> Gotcha. Uh, so I don't have, I don't have names for you just yet. I like, I like Calvin Austin from Memphis. Um, yeah. And I think he would make sense for the Eagles. Give him a little bit of speed. Um, like, I don't, I think like, uh, like, I don't fully see it with, with Christian Watson. Um, His tape is weird. Like, he's a weird study. He's a weird looking, yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. he's super fast. I thought he looked good at the senior bowl, but it's sort of like uh Denzel Mims at the senior bowl to me. Like, I watch him like, oh, that guy's pretty good. Like he'll be good value in the third or fourth round. And then all of a sudden people are talking about him in the first or second round. And, and that's a little too rich for me. What's yeah. your, what's your, uh, what's your Drake London take, Brendan?
0: I, I will say I do have maybe a little bit of a JJ Ortega white side, PTSD. Like I, I know I hate to admit it, but he's fallen. The, the more I've watched him, the less I've liked him. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I, I, I sort I, of feel I, the I, same I, way. It's him. like,
1: I, I go into it. I'm like, okay. I know that like there are the comparisons to JJ. Like, get that out of your head. Like, watch this guy on his own merits. He's got a great profile. Like, that productive, that young, and for a slow guy, is actually like a really good profile for he's a gonna, first or he's second round He's going to be 21 pick. going into this year, right? He's that. Yeah, young. it's yeah. like exactly what I would look for profile wise. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I always break the the wide receivers down into these buckets of: uh, Are they underclassmen? or, or, or three years uh, in college? Are they? do they run faster than a four or five and are they productive? Do they have over a thousand yards at any point in the season? And like that subset where you're productive and young and not fast is actually like a really good profile for a first or second round pick. Mm-hmm. Uh And like people that I really trust, like love Drake London I think he's the best receiver in the draft class. Uh, You know, Nate, Nate Tice, I, yeah, there are a few guys and i'm like okay like let's let's get excited about watching this guy don't worry about uh, the JJ I think of Whiteside comparisons and then i watch him and i just think he kind of stinks yeah. so like i sort of split the difference where like uh, i don't i don't like i think he stinks when i watch him but the profile is great people like him a lot so i sort of split the difference and like i would i would probably rather have him than olave um, who i don't love and i don't love that profile mm-hmm. but like if i trusted my eyes man he would be like like a like a fourth round pick so
0: what do I know? I, I agree. Like, I think there's, I think there's something to the separation. A lot of it's contested catches, contested catches and screen passes. They use them in a very odd way, like a ton of screens. And I know he broke some tackles. I think he was second in the country and broken tackles, second or fourth, something like that. But I don't know. I'm with you. I, I, I don't really see it. Can I give you a, can I give you a couple of names over the next couple of days to keep an eye on? Let's see I'm what curious- you got. Okay, so a Danny Gray from SMU. I like Danny Gray. I watched yeah, him before I, the Senior Bowl. I like him a lot. He, I like Danny Gray. He's my kind of under-the-radar
1: guy, and I like a Bo Melton out of Rutgers. I watched him for the Senior Bowl, too. Okay. He, You know, I didn't like him on tape, but in person, he was much shiftier than I was expecting. He, he gets okay. off the line pretty well. So, I, yeah, I mean, as a late-round pick, I wouldn't mind a, a roll of the dice and a Bow Melton. Obviously, I like a bow. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. That's why that's, I didn't even think of that. Maybe, that's a, maybe that. maybe that's why you should like him. Okay, um, do you think they should take a wide receiver in the first round? With two picks, uh, I mean, it depends on how the board falls. I would – if I'm – and so tomorrow for the Athletic, I'm going to have my best-case scenario mock draft, and I will not have the Eagles taking a wide receiver in the first round. I'll have them taking one either in the second or third round. I think uh, just because of the hit rate at the position and because uh, they don't need – I mean, obviously, it would be great to have a number one wide receiver, but, like, with Devontae Smith, I think they they need somebody who's just good. Um, And I think, like – It would be better if they could add a defensive lineman or a corner or a safety with those with those two picks than wide receiver. Okay, I'll get you on this question. I'm really curious. What do you think of Jordan Davis at 15? If he's there, take him. He's fascinating to me um, because, like, you can really talk yourself into the fact that this guy could be a monster, right? Um, You know, that that level of athleticism at that size is unprecedented. Um, But there's really no history of Uh, a defensive tackle with as little sack production as he has over four years. So it's, it's like, it's telling that he's not an underclassman. He was, he played four years at Georgia. Um, There's really very little precedent for somebody like that, turning into a productive pass rusher in the NFL. It's basically uh, Chris Jones, who was not uh, an underclassman, I think, and Grady Jarrett, who was a fifth round pick. Um, So for, for, for you to use a first round pick on him, thinking that like you're gonna get this this monster, I think is probably probably a bad process. Um, that said, like I don't love the other options that are likely to be there at 15. and I think that even if Jordan Davis's floor is just a very good uh run t- run stuffing defensive tackle on first and second down, I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to me, I ranked him as the fourth best option, and that's after, uh, like possible trade up options, Kayvon Thibodeau, Derek Stingley, Kyle Hamilton. Like those guys, those three guys, I think if the Eagles can get one of those guys without giving up more than a third round pick, that's a great, they should be ecstatic. Oh. Yeah. Um, if not, like I think I probably would like I would probably take Davis over over Garrett Wilson and Jameson Williams. Um, okay and I don't love like I don't I don't think he's gonna turn into some great, you know, I don't think he's gonna turn into Aaron Donald or whoever. Uh, obviously those are much different body types. But uh, I think that he's like a he, – he, he fits something that the Eagles prioritize. I think he would change the shape of their defense a little bit, and that makes sense to me. So he visited the Eagles, I
0: believe, yesterday two days ago, and picturing him and Howie Roseman meet just makes me kind of giggle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I'm all in on the guy. I, I, I would love him at 15. He's my ideal pick if he's there at 15. Like, I, I think you, if you have a chance to get a game record, you, you take it. Um, and he's, he's got that profile. And I think you guys said it perfectly on your podcast – um he's a guy that will defenses will have to plan around like he, every right. single every single game you're going to have to plan around jordan davis let me throw one more scenario before we get out of here i wanted your opinion on this jordan davis 15 i'm big on Trent mcduffie i, I think Trent mcduffie is interesting a good i really he's been my he's been the most fun player to me to watch out of all the corners i know stingley and sauce Gardner have kind of the profile they've got the longer arms and stuff but mcduffie is he that
1: much better than avante maddox
0: I, I think – I don't think he does. He doesn't look that short to me on tape. I know he looks – he's 5'11", but he doesn't look – he plays bigger than that. He's
1: no, 5'11", he's got short arms, he's got two interceptions in three years, yeah. and he plays nothing but zone coverage. He. I don't know. He, is that a, worth a first-round pick? I, I, I think he – the the way he
0: shoots off the ball, and I hate to say this, but I feel like Jonathan Gannon is going to love him too. He
1: screams Jonathan Gannon type corner, No. I don't love McDuffie. No, no. I just okay. like for a first round pick, there's no, there's not enough ball production. He's not like a, a, a ridiculous athlete. Is he like, is, are you, are you feeling good about him lining up against DK Metcalf? Like, is that changing the shape of your defense? That's fair. I don't know. I I, he I just, like Andrew Booth
0: more, Andrew but he's okay. got injury. His injury history scares me. Booth's yeah. injury history scares me. Okay. So Jay Davis, let's say, let's say Davis at 15, another defensive player at 18. I like McDuffie Could be a couple defensive linemen there or booth and then you trade Dax Hill. Yeah, Dax Hill. I really like a lot. He's been a fun, he's been a fun watch. And then you trade back into the first round, maybe back in the first round late, or you sit and get into the early second round and you get a George Pickens. I'm really high on George Pickens. So
1: I think um doing the 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 ranking of the uh prospects with with Zach and Shield was clarifying for me in that I really think that trading down from eighteen is going to be the Eagles the Eagles best option. Okay. Gotcha. That makes sense. Bo Wolf, the athletic we appreciate you taking the time to come on. Anything you want to plug in before you go? Birds with friends. Uh, we'll have lots of draft content with, with uh, Zach Berman and Shukapati. And then we've got all kinds of stuff on The Athletic. You can go to theathletic.com slash friends for a good deal. Uh, you can read that that piece of us ranking our, our players for the first round. i got the best case mock draft uh, for the Eagles coming up tomorrow. Worst case was on Monday. So lots of, lots of good stuff over the next couple of weeks. Thanks for taking the time, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Brennan.